Hawkeye Self Storage in Danville has electricity hookups, 14-foot-tall doors, and 60-foot drive lanes, private bays, interior and exterior lighting with 24-7 access gated entry. They also feature indoor RV and boat storage with multiple locations in Danville and one in Pittsburgh. More information can be found by calling their phone number at 317-745-2700 or by going to their website, hawkeyestorageunits.com. This is Sights and Sounds with Alan Kiger. Alan is a Hendricks County native that talks with your favorite entertainers. Sights and Sounds is sponsored by Hawkeye Storage in Danville. And now your host, Alan Kiger. This is Sights and Sounds. I'm your host, Alan Kiger. And my guest today is Ronnie Platt of the band Kansas. Ronnie, how's your day going? Fantastic. Nice to be here. Nice to be talking to you. Well, as it looks like for the listeners, I... I would say you're in a hotel room. What uh, part of the world are you in? I'm coming coming to you live from the uh, Atlanta Airport HGI fifth floor, and that's as much information as I'm no, going to no, give. No, no, no. <laughs> but uh, uh, let's see, a uh, room number? Uh, no. Uh, yeah, we, we just we just completed uh, some very intense rehearsals. Uh, getting ready for this 50th anniversary show, and it is just, it's its over the top. You, I couldn't help but walk out of there uh, the other day and like, wow, this is really good. This is going to be good. This is great. You know, just uh, the, the, the songs that we're doing for this show are just intense and uh, really fun, and our, our new stage setup and backdrops, backdrops are just amazing so just can't wait to to get this ball rolling well i'm excited well ronnie we're gonna we're gonna start back way back from the beginning um who were your musical influences growing up oh you know that that is so many uh because back when i was a kid uh (laughs) am radio Right, WLS in Chicago, Chicago, WCFL. It it was so diverse to hear like a Led Zeppelin song, and then the very next song would be like a Jackson 5 song. You know, so it really gave me a wide experience of music. And then, uh, you know, among that, having a family that was just uh, entrenched in music ability musical ability my all my grandparents played piano my sister played violin my cousin played violin i know that's a stretch karen karen's <laughs> karen's uh ears are ringing now uh but my mother played piano uh so it, it was just the natural environment for me growing up okay. uh but then you know getting into school and uh, in grade school, picking up the trombone was actually my first instrument. It's what my dad and, played. Oh, really? Yeah. So I, 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 and it's funny, you know, I, I think back, you know, what, uh, really a- attracted me to the trombone. And it's funny. I, I remember my, my sister was a very good artist when she was young and she had done this hand drawing of this brass band on a stage 
and it reminded me of Chicago. And she was she's four years older than me, and she had a couple of Chicago albums. I'm sure that's where she got the idea from. But I just I don't know. I just gravitated towards the trombone player uh, and picked up trombone. Played that for you know that year in school. But then my sister brought home a guitar and. I stole it two hours later and never gave it back. <laughs> so, so at what age did you say music is where I want to make my career? Oh, you know, I, I got so involved with it early, uh, you know, seventh and eighth grade, just being in the school rock band uh, and then getting into high school and, you know, meeting guys that play guitar and drums and stuff and, you know, wanted to get a little garage band together. Uh, it was always uh, an ambition of mine, but I, I don't know if it was something that I wanted to do for the rest of my life. It just kind of evolved that way uh, because I actually, in bands in high school, I actually played bass guitar and, you know, a lot of singers in the band, everyone would tell me, you're a better singer than your singer. <laughs> so I ended up singing more and becoming a lead singer. And it just started to snowball. And it's like, that's all my life became consumed with was music. And although I've, I've lived a double life, uh, you know, driving a truck around the beautiful streets of Chicago, uh, for more than 25 years, you know, uh, being a blue collar worker and uh, doing that, but I've always been in a band. And unlike a lot of my friends from from high school that, that really had some good success, but then they put everything on hiatus to have a family and, you know, maybe get uh, involved in their businesses or their jobs, what they were doing. I, on the other hand, never stopped. I always had a band, probably from the age of 16, 17, I've always had at least one working band my entire life. At one okay. point, I had four working bands. I don't oh, wow. know how I did that. Uh, God, I'm tired just saying that. Uh, <laughs> Wait, uh, but I, I, just something that was just so big in my life continually. Okay. Well, something that wasn't one of my questions, but you you keyed in on it coming from a blue collar background, said you were a truck driver. Um, yeah. Do you keep your CDL current in case, you know, you've got to do a double lapse and maybe they need a spare bus driver? Uh, uh, my friend, my CDL is current. Okay. Uh, uh, so, yes, I, I have got my CDL up. All my, my buddies who are still driving, don't give up your CDL. It's a real pain to get it reinstated. You got to take classes now. They charge you a fortune. I'm like, Okay. <laughs> okay. So, well, you know, nine years later, <laughs> I'm still keeping it up. So what were you doing musically? You talked about maybe you'd always been in a band. You had up at the four bands at one time. Who were you with prior to coming to Kansas? Oh, gosh. Uh, prior to Kansas, I was back in my second stint of my hometown cover band, Ara. Uh, Ara actually started in 1990. And uh, I was with the band for 13 years, and, and we really had some great success around Chicago. We opened up for, 
God, everybody. We opened up for Survivor, 38 Special, Paul Rogers, Rare Earth. Oh, wow. Uh, I, I mean, so many bands. Uh, and some of the festivals around Chicago, they're not small-time things. They're, they're 20,000, 25,000 people festivals. Uh, some of them are just huge. Uh but uh, going back in time, I mean, I actually started probably 1979, 1980 in my first jobbing band, Lazy, uh, named after the Deep Purple song. From there, I went to my band, Chaser, that was together five years. And Chaser did a lot of Kansas. So that's how far back I'm going there with my love of Kansas. Uh, then I was in drama for three years, a band that did all Yes music, uh, then started uh ara in 1990 where we did you know the the classic rock thing the journey the boston the the, the kansas the van halen rush stuff like that uh but then 2003 came it, it's so funny in 2003 when i left ara i said oh my god i've been doing this for more than two decades now i'm gonna slow down i'm gonna relax take you know just kind of let off the accelerator wrong. <laughs> I had another <laughs> band going before I even left our, uh, uh, I was in a band called Yezda Urfa, uh, that played near fest, which is a real big progressive. I've, I've uh, heard of that. Are you familiar with Nearfest? I've heard of it. I've not been to it, but I've heard of it. So, but uh, I mean, just bounced around bands until, uh, a friend of mine in Chicago said, Hey, Hey man, have you ever heard of this band shooting star? And I'm like, huge fan. Uh, I had Hang On For Your Life, the album. Played it to death. Uh, you know, Hang On For Your Life was on that album, Breakout, Hollywood. Uh, I love that album. And uh, my friend John said, hey, you know, they're looking for a singer. Do you think you'd want to try out? They're, they're in Kansas City. I know you're in Chicago. And I'm like, sure. So long story short, I ended up in Shooting Star. Uh, from 2007 to eh, roughly 2011 in there. Uh, and then that kind of dissipated. And I went back to my cover band in Ara uh, when a, a friend of mine, Dina, texted me one day with uh, the advertisement of Steve's retirement. And just on a crazy whim, I contacted Rich on Facebook. We were friends on Facebook. And... Uh, all I wrote to Rich was, Rich, Ronnie Platt from Shooting Star, give, give me some consideration. And I heard from him the very next day. And Amazing. Talk, that was a Thursday. I talked to Phil on Friday. Uh, they flew me Atlanta on Monday to meet with them. Uh, they were extremely uh, specific that I wasn't coming to audition. Uh, they seen my stuff in Shooting Star, that, you know, they seen my stuff on the internet and uh said you know we're just having you come down see if you're a good guy see if you'll fit in with the band and and i met with them and probably in the three and a half close to four hours of our meeting i think the first five minutes and even that's a stretch we talked about business and the rest of that time was just telling stories and laughing our asses off and uh, I, I walked out of there, flew home to Chicago the very same day. Uh, the, the very next day, 
I'm in my 18 wheeler at one of my customers and I checked my email and I got the email from Phil and he's congrats. You got the job. The band is pumped. Let's get working. That so, is awesome. And it was, it was a, it's been a thousand miles an hour ever since. Before we get to talking about Kansas coming to Indianapolis. So you've joined Kansas. Look like we're similar age. We've talked about some of the same radio stations. I'm getting a thrill out of just interviewing artists that I grew up listening to, you know, yeah. Kansas, 38 special, REO speaking, I mean, the list goes on and on. Yeah. What is it like from your perspective to be in one of these bands that you looked up to that, you know, that you listened to on AM radio back in the day and you're a part of it? Yeah, it, it, I'll tell you, it is so surreal uh, to be doing uh to, to be doing a gig with Don Felder and Sticks, and you're sitting at the the catering table eating dinner, and Tommy Shaw, you know, <laughs> sits down across from you. Then JY sits down across from you, you know, and Don Felder's at the next table. I'm like, am I here? Am I really here? You know, it's you know, I mean, I, I played so much Sticks music in Ara you know, over the years. So just to, to meet those guys and just to be rubbing elbows with them. It, 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 really surreal. And everyone that I've met since I've been in the band is all people that I've, I've done their music over and over again. I mean, I'm Boston meeting Tom Schultz, uh, God, it, it sticks. Everybody, everybody is just, it, it's really surreal. I've, I, I believe that. I really do. Well, Ronnie, I want to tell the listeners, your lead vocals, you play keyboards for Kansas. Yes. Kansas is getting ready for their 50th anniversary tour called Another Fork in the Road, and it's going to kick off June 2nd, and it's going to make a stop in Indianapolis on July 8th at Clues Hall. Um Tell the people a little bit about what they're going to see when they come out to see Kansas. The person that hasn't bought the ticket yet, that's riding the fence, what's going to make them come out and buy that ticket? Uh, the experience of the music through time. Uh, it really is a celebration of Kansas over the lifetime of Kansas. And we constructed the set list to give you that experience. Uh, it might not be in the proper timeline, but, it, it, you know, music is an amazing thing, how you can hear that song and it brings you back in time and you remember that environment when you heard that song or you remember, True. you remember who you were with, who you were with, where you were. I, I, I mean, it's funny how I hear songs on the radio, not only by Kansas, but other bands and it instantly brings me back of, you know, sitting on the bedroom floor of my sister's bedroom because she got the new Panasonic multi-stereo with the eight-track player, the tuner, and the the turntable on the top, right? You know, and sitting there with my bass guitar trying to figure out, you know, Chicago tunes or fog hat tunes or, you know, it, it, music has that that amazing ability to, to bring you back. And that's it, it, one of the most gratifying things to me 
is to talk to the audience in the rare opportunities that I have to, you know, mingle with someone after who saw the show and after the show. And, you know, I mean, what a compliment to hear, wow, you guys brought me back to when I was 18, you know, and you're talking to someone who was in their 60s, you know, yours yours truly included, you know. Uh, It's such a compliment. And that's, that's really what this show is doing. We're bringing you back in time, but we're also bringing you a up-to-date presentation that's just going to be uh, a stimulation to your ears and eyes. And uh, boy, going through dress rehearsal the other day, just uh, seeing our, our new stage set up and the backdrops, it's like, wow, <laughs> you know, it's like, I can't, can't wait for people to see this. So if you're on the fence, do yourself a favor, come see the show. I'll tell you, I don't know if you've ever performed at Clues Hall, but it is absolutely, the sound is amazing. It'd been oh, years nice ago, and I went and saw Billy Idol two or three weeks ago, and I was, you know, I see concerts all the time, listeners, so when you see something and you hear something, and the place is built just for sound, yeah, all the difference, you guys are really going to shine, you're really going to enjoy that. So I've got uh, some some easy questions that are kind of off the cuff, uh, fun questions for the for the listeners and Okay, only every other Tuesday on an odd-numbered month uh, dur- during full moon. Okay. How's that for an answer? That's good. <laughs> We've heard you're from Chicago. Did you grow up in Chicago as a kid? Grew up, grew up in Chicago, a town uh, called Bellwood, which is uh, a very close western suburb of Chicago. Okay. What is your favorite holiday? Hmm. My, my, my favorite holiday, you know what, uh, 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 probably Thanksgiving because, uh, that's with family. Uh, uh, I come from a family of outstanding cooks. Uh, I should be 500 pounds. How I'm not is it's amazing. (laughs) So, uh, Thanksgiving, because it's such a family thing. Okay. What is your most memorable story from the road? It could be good or bad. At the time the bus broke down, a person that you met that maybe inspired you or they told you a story that's, you know, carried on in your life. Your most memorable thing? From the- uh, uh, there, there's a few, but I'll give you one that's kind of funny. Because, of course, at, at our age, who has not heard Blue Oyster Cult? Right. Yeah. I mean, just a slew of hits. Always a fan of their music. I never saw them in concert. I'm sorry to say. Never met them. So our first show with Blue Oyster Cult, we've done quite a few now. I bet you we've probably done 10 shows with with BOC. And, uh, uh, you know, I I didn't know what they looked like. You know, I didn't know Buck. And we had our meet and greet line. And Buck had, you know, wiggled his way into our meet and greet line. And everybody was in on it, but me, of course, you know. And, uh, you know, he's working his way. We're signing stuff. And when when Buck gets to me, he hops up on the table. He sits on the table and he says, would you sign my ass? <laughs> like, 
and everybody busts out laughing, you know, they set me up, you know, so it was, it was pretty funny. And, uh, it's it funny. Uh, we just played in Arizona with Blue Oyster Cult, uh, about a month or so ago. And I, I asked Buck, I said, you remember that? And we were both laughing about it. So that just, I mean, there's so many that's, things. That's, a good, that's, that's the best one I've had. I mean, I don't have the same questions, but occasionally I'll ask that one. Um, what's your favorite food to eat? And what is your favorite place to eat on the road? Is there a chain that you like to eat at? Oh, on the road. Oh, you know, th that's a tough thing on the road because you never eat right. It's hard to eat right True. on the road. And, you, you know, at home, you know, you go to the store and you buy the right stuff. I try to stay away from, you know. Process. And... Well, well, I have a sweet tooth the size of New Jersey, right? You know, so the, I, I'm a, I'm a sugaraholic, uh, but try to stay away from that. But, uh, boy, you know, the, the, uh, the one we seem to be frequently lately is uh, Texas Roadhouse. Nice. Mm -hmm. uh you know, nice ribeye steak, baked potato. Hmm. Yeah. I I just I that's a question I almost ask everybody because it almost like I don't know how many times I've went to Cracker Barrels and there's a tour bus with somebody. Oh guess, sure. Maybe just because it's, yeah. it's off the interstate, you know, it's usually it, next to a hotel, but lots of parking. Yeah. Uh, okay. Fair, well, Texas, fair price. Yeah. And, I think, I think we should do a commercial for Cracker Barrel. What do you think? <laughs> I think you should. I absolutely. I'll tell you in person. I got one. Uh, what kind of vehicle do you drive? Uh, oh, okay. I'm, I'm very, very passionate about my vehicles. Uh, I can hear that. Uh, my, my sentimental one, I have a 1993 mint and i do mean mint condition ford e150 conversion van that was a gift from my sister and we're sitting at my ma's house one one night having dinner and my sister turns to me and says do you want my van and i'm like hell yeah i want your van how much do you want for it she goes i don't want any anything for it i'll, I'll give it to you just take care of it and i'm like <laughs> done are you kidding uh she bought it as a gift for herself for for graduating uh college a little course in college that she took uh it had never believe it or not in the chicago area she stored it every winter this van has oh, wow. never never seen snow has never seen salt on the road i mean when i uh when i got it I brought it to my mechanic and he put it up on the lift and he's like, he's like, Ronnie, there's like not even any rust on the undercarriage of this thing. Uh, it's, it's pretty crazy. The, the, the funny thing though, is it saw probably four or five generations of her dogs. So when I got it, I had to clean the inside and I was like vacuuming it, you know, every square inch. And then I steam cleaned it and I was, you know, and it really is mint condition. But that's my secondary uh, vehicle. I have a right now I have a GMC pickup truck, which I which is only a year old now. Okay. Uh, it, it's funny back in. Uh, 
1990, I bought a Toyota pickup truck and I drove that truck for 13 years. When I sold it, it still had the original clutch, 225,000 miles. It still had the original clutch. And I swore I would never own another vehicle that would outlive that Toyota. It was, it was just 13 years. I drove that thing to death. And then in 2003, I bought a Ford Explorer sport track and drove that for 19 years. It just, it, it outlived my Toyota by six years. And that brings me to my GMC now. So it's so funny to, well, what, what is it? I mean, 13, 13, 30 uh, something years. 30, well, 1990, we're talking 33 years. You've had, you're on your third vehicle. Two vehicles, two yeah. vehicles. My van, my van is just an enjoyment thing. And then, of course, uh, I have my Harley. I have a 2012 Street Glide. Okay. I got one more of these questions, and then we'll go back to the concert, and I'll let you go. Uh, if you had to pick one, Elvis or the Beatles? Uh, you know, I, I, I grew up on the Beatles. I mean, that's how, that's how I started playing guitar. You know, my sister got one of those easy chord Beatle books. And I, I just, I want to put that book down until I knew every song. Okay. That is awesome. All right. Well, Ronnie, I want to say thanks for being my guest. Listeners. Oh my God. My pleasure. And, and, and so looking forward to Indianapolis. Not that far, uh, you know. No, uh, July eighth. Disengaged. Right around the corner. Right, right around the corner. But I have a lot of friends uh, from Chicago coming to that Indianapolis show. Awesome, awesome. So pretty cool. Listeners, they're going to be Kansas will be in Indianapolis at Butler University at Clues Memorial Hall for their fiftieth anniversary tour, Fork in the Road, July eighth. I guarantee you, you will not want to miss this. I'll say this real quick, listeners. I saw the band Kansas 40 years ago, and I enjoyed it then. And 40 years later, I'm looking forward to seeing the new updated, new backdrop, new lights, new singer version. So, yes. Ronnie, thanks so much for taking your time to be our guest here at Sights and Sounds. Listeners, make sure you get out there and see this show. I've been I've been uh, playing a little extra Kansas music on my fun Friday nights and thank you. it up. So thank you very much for being our guest. And please, everyone, uh, if you're not in the Indianapolis area or whether you are not, kansasband.com, that's where you go for information on us, our tour schedule, and everything, kansasband.com. You've been listening to Sights and Sounds with Alan Kiger, sponsored by Hawkeye Storage in Danville. And don't forget, if you miss a broadcast, you can hear the podcast at sightsandsoundspromotions.com, where Alan hangs out with music royalty. Hawkeye Self Storage in Danville has electricity hookups, 14-foot-tall doors, and 60-foot drive lanes, private bays, interior and exterior lighting with 24-7 access gated entry. They also feature indoor RV and boat storage with multiple locations in Danville and one in Pittsburgh. More information can be found by calling their phone number at 317-745-2700 or by going to their website, hawkeyestorageunits.com.